0: Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan, And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and
1: some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about,
0: well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode. So let's get into it.
1: I need to fill you in on my neighborhood hangout. Okay, I, I need to know how it went. Because in the last week's episode, you were telling us you were about to go hang out with them. Okay, first of all, I really
0: cannot tell you how lucky I am. I have scored the neighborhood lotto. Just yes, yesterday, too, I hung out with another neighbor and did, like, a little play date with the kids. And I'm like, I moved to the best block in America. I rigging love it so much. So I went out with my neighbor. She's 65 years old. You know, general, generational hangs we're doing. Intergenerational friendships. Yes. Amazing. Yes. And um two of her daughters came. She has four kids, two of them came. And one is 32 and the other one's 25 and it was so much fun. We drove around I think for like 3 hours and they showed me everything from like the post office to where to get a tan to go get an airbrush tan Incredible. to like the best dry cleaning and then we in between we went to three different spots for happy hour and it was so much fun. One was like this cute vintage bougie hotel I was like, oh, my gosh, this is such a good aesthetic. I need to come in here and shoot. Yeah. And another one was a speakeasy that's been around since Prohibition and is in a neighborhood in someone's basement. Like, you would never even know it's there. I was like, this is cool. Wait, I like that. I want to go. And then the other one is um, kind of like a fancier restaurant. Okay. Um, And then we also drove – we live kind of close to the beach, so we drove towards the beach, and they showed us, like, all the hopping spots, like, during the summer. And it was just the best night ever. Oh it God, made me so, so excited. It made me so excited. And so now I'm going through and checking everything off the list of stuff they recommended. Like Steve and I went to one of their spots for happy hour and for dinner the other night. And it was so much fun.
1: That's so nice to have like a cheat sheet. Because like it moving is. somewhere new, you're like, oh, I don't like where the hell to go. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like I was like, oh. And now someone who's like, here you go.
0: Yeah. And especially someone who's like lived there for so many years. Yeah. I feel like they know the good stuff, the good stuff. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I – Literally cannot emphasize being friends with your neighbors more. I feel like if you're missing out on a friendship, you need to knock next door. Be like, hey, I went to the donut store and I got some extra donuts in case you wanted some. If someone knocked on your door and did that, wouldn't that be so nice? be so nice. Well, you you would accept them. You'd be like, of oh my course. gosh, I'm the best neighbor ever.
1: Of course. I feel like everyone needs okay. to be a little bit more neighborly. I agree. I don't speak to my... Well, I do. I have a couple neighbors that I like yeah. and speak to. But the other ones, everyone... It's just different in apartment buildings. Yeah. Most people keep it to themselves. Everyone... Actually, no. Not in my old buildings. I mean, in big buildings like mine. Yeah. It's... In my small building in LA, yeah, everyone true. knew
0: everybody. Yeah, my buildings in LA were big, but definitely... Smaller than yours now. Yeah. Although your building is very interesting because you can see into people's apartments. Oh, and, I know. And every time I'm there, I'm spying on all of Ray's neighbors. Which my neighbors like, are so cool. They're
1: so cool. They all seem so interesting. No, they're the most, like, talented photographers. And they, like, travel the world and, like, photograph, like, resorts and, like— They're —restaurants so cool. and, like, they're so cool. Wait, and you no, know, and the girls below them— Oh, the girls will them. See, I don't know their story, but I, I, I want to know their story. I watch them quite frequently. <laughs> yeah, I'm, saying. I'm just like, oh, look at them living their lives. I know. You're like, oh, oh my god, I'm so creepy. Look at all those couches. No, they have like four couches. I know. It's so interesting. <laughs> it's so interesting. No, I'm like <laughs> very eclectic wow. style. I love it. I know I'm like, they're artsy. They're creative down Definitely. there. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. They're oh. Inspiring me to get to know my neighbors more.
0: Yeah. And then Christian is turning one year old. Crazy. Insane. I, I just, I can't believe I have a one-year-old.
1: I can't like, believe it either.
0: I cannot believe that. And I just did another segment for the Drew Barrymore show today.
1: So exciting.
0: Which, let me tell you, it was the best segment ever. It was such a feel-good segment. We made over this woman's style who has been wearing the same shirt for 10 years, literally multiple times a week. And finally, her family was like, Mom, you got to get rid of this shirt because we can't even tell what year it is when they go through the photo albums because she's wearing the same shirt and everything. She wow. wore it for, like, a wedding. She wore it for oh. her kids, um, her grandchild's birth. She wore it to Costco. She wore it like, everywhere. So we redid her style. And I'm not kidding you. Seeing this woman come out in a new outfit, we all were crying. Like, her story was so beautiful. And it just, again, reiterated how important, like, taking care of yourself is and they, what a good outfit can do to your confidence. Mm-hmm.
1: So, anyways, I can't wait for you guys to see it. What's up with you, Ray? <laughs> well, yours are very heartfelt. Mine are not so much. Um, I went to the most chaotic Pilates class this weekend. <laughs> what made it chaotic? Oh, I'm gonna tell you. So, Lily and I went to Pilates, which who we've had her on the podcast date brazen. Oh, yeah. She is a like female empowerment dating coach. Go She's follow her. So cool. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, she also has a book coming out. She's amazing. But we went to a Pilates class, okay? And already, like, I get in there, and, like, I could just tell, like, I'm, like, good at picking up on the energy. Like, the energy in the room is, like, a little bit, like, something's going on. Okay. And their fire alarm is beeping. Oh, like, you know how when you're... That's not beep, relaxing. Beep. Yeah. Right. So, that's going off, and she's like, okay, and pulse. Three. Beep. You know, it was just like Oh, my walk. gosh. And so, she felt bad about that. And then we're doing, you know, these, like... Is this the place in Carroll Gardens you like? Yes. Okay. Um, and it it's a small club. There's only four reformers. Okay. Oh my gosh, it's okay. so small. And so, um, we're doing like, I don't even know what position we were doing. She's like three more reps and I'll be right back. And she goes into the bathroom no. and the bathroom is in the studio. Cause it's like New York studios. Like it's fucking small. No, I'm so uncomfortable right now. And she is in there for a long time. A long time. Are you guys still pulsing? And we're still <laughs> pulsing. And I'm like, do I break the silence? Do I sit? I'm like, what do I do here? I'm like, there's only four people. I'm like, uh, like I'm like, You're what all do I do? thinking? Where is she all going? Thi- we're all thinking like she's in the bathroom for a long time. <laughs> okay, she opens the door. Like nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, now switch to the right leg. Okay, okay. L- class goes on. Someone comes in, fixes the fire alarm. We get the, the owner comes in, she's like, I'm so sorry, we're comping the class. And she the owner comes in, she's like, I'm so sorry, we're comping the class. Um, and then we're doing another move and she goes into the bathroom again. And this time we just hear an absolute blowout. And the thing is. To get to that point, (laughs) I knew the panic. Yeah, in her mind. The pure panic. The fact that she had to stop her class and run to the bathroom twice and was just like, I'm going for it. There's nothing else I can do. The pure panic she had to be in to get to that state. Oh, my God. And then she came out and she was like, great. Now engage your course. Didn't address it. And I was like, okay, if I was in that situation, I think I would have to make a joke or say something or address it. Because, like, I... I I know this poor girl, is gonna. she's going to think about this for the rest of her life. Wait, were you guys laughing? I couldn't look at Lily. Okay. But, like, also, there's only four people, and, like, I did not want to make this instructor feel bad because she seems, like, such a sweetheart. Like, calm, gentle soul. And I was like, this girl is in mental turmoil right now. Yes, definitely. Turmoil. Okay, I'm sorry. This reminds me of a situation when I was, like,
0: 15 years old, and me and my sister and Elena went to a yoga class. At the YMCA, and I don't know why bodily functions can be so funny, but especially when you're like 15 years old, we're the only kids in this class. I feel like this is like when yoga just started getting popular. Okay, you know, at least yeah. like in America and the suburbs. Yeah, and we were like doing a downward dog, and someone does a downward dog, and they just let out the
1: biggest part you've ever <laughs> heard in your entire life. <laughs> no, no one laughed.
0: No one laughed except me. My sister <laughs> Delita could not stop laughing. <laughs> like this.
1: We just—we got asked to leave. They made you leave. <laughs> we were so disruptive. Oh my like God. that wasn't the part wasn't a big deal. It was us. Like and then because you, you have to stop laughing, you were laughing more. <laughs> we could
0: not hold it together. So oh my God. in that class, I wouldn't
1: be able to hold no, it together you not, either. You would not. I'd be crying, laughing. It was I mean, that situation though is a little different because. <laughs> Are you okay? No, dude, that was one of the funniest memories growing up because it was so ret- <laughs> Oh my god. I knew my story was good. I didn't know it was that. Good. <laughs> I think I'm laughing at my own story. <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. well, okay, so did you really discuss it after class? Yes. We did went to brunch and had to debrief the entire class because <laughs> that it was That poor lady. Insane. It was, it was crazy. So oh my gosh. Okay. I felt bad for her. Um, and also I feel like I do need to give everyone an update on the dating challenge because at the beginning of January, I was like, guys, I'm doing a dating challenge. I'm going on one date a week. And I literally thought I was going to have so many good stories. Like I usually do. Like, oh my God, I went on a date and this guy was telling me about the date he was on last night. And yada, <laughs> right. yada, yada, Well, I have been on five dates. Okay. And it's been with the same person. That's, I feel like that's a like kind of a record. Do you know what I mean? Kind of, right? Absolutely. Okay.
0: okay. I, was like, I was like, "Wait, does that sound
1: mean coming out?" No, literally. The other guys I've dated, like, I would use that term loosely. Okay. Like we like back. this one you're actually dating. Yes. Okay. And it's going so well, um, and so I don't know. I'm still too nervous to like share many details, but I have been going on dates, and that's what's important. Is I have stuck to the dating challenge. Has this person met any of your friends? No. Cause it's only been, only been five dates. I'm trying to think. Let's see. When did I start? Meeting when do you before? think people should meet friends?
0: I don't think it matters. I don't think there's like a rule. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's like whenever you feel comfortable and like want to do stuff together. Yeah. Who would be the first friend you'd want to introduce them to? <laughs> no, like really, like who do you feel like? Because I do think there are certain people who you're like kind of nervous about their opinions on things you know what i mean i mean with
1: this person i literally have not i'm not nervous at all okay that's like i literally amazing. think everyone will just like really like him okay that's amazing i know i'm like i'm actually like hannah and carly already want me to plan a weekend in philly to for them to go for them to meet him mm-hmm. and i'm like okay that's like kind of a lot you guys sorry that is a lot that's not happening anytime soon yeah so they relax. should just come up to new york or let's just give it a little time. <laughs> okay.
0: Right, right, right. I guess, I'm like, yeah.
1: okay, let's just see here. Well,
0: if it was in New York, then it would be just a casual hang well, yeah. that your friends would come to versus, like, let's plan a weekend so you can meet my friends. Exactly. That feels really exciting. Like, honestly,
1: I'll probably meet, like, you and, like, Malia and those girls. Yeah, first. When it's just like, oh, we're doing this. Like, you come should come. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just going to be an organic thing. So. um. Well, I'm so excited for you. Thanks. I'm excited, too. But what are you obsessed with this week, Christina? Okay, well, the Oscar noms just came out. I know. It's been a lot of hot gossip.
0: And I cannot believe Greta Gerwig was not nominated for Best Director. And Barbie was nominated for Best Picture overall. But I kind of just feel like it was a slap. That's a slap in the face. Like, what? Oh, it just pisses me off. Because it's like, dude, this woman had the highest grossing film. And she didn't get nominated. And not even nominated. And besides the fact that, like the film was highest grossing. It was also nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. So it's like you like your what's it called? You're um I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say. It just feels disrespectful. Like it just literally feels like a slap in the face where it's like, I kind of just feel like Uh, not that the Oscars are anti-women, but it kind of just feels like if it was a male drama who had the same success, like, it'd be no doubt they'd be nominated.
1: Especially coming off of, like, the Joe Coy, like, jokes and stuff. It was just, like, it's honestly just so disappointing, but also, and I hate to say it, sadly, like, not shocking. It's just, like... No, I'm shocked. I am shocked. But also, like, who fucking
0: cares about the Oscars? Like, literally, half the films, like people don't even pay attention to. The fact that the highest grossing film and arguably, like, a very successful director and talented director were not acknowledged pisses me off. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm obsessed with right in this moment, honestly.
1: I mean, it's an important thing to be uh, upset about. I've been... G Flip did a cover of Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. It has been my entire TikTok. Wait, really? Truly? G
0: Flip, who is... Um, the one that is dating or engaged to... Rochelle.
1: I think they're married now. Oh,
0: that was fast. I, they think not, they went, I did I not follow that went,
1: timeline. I think they went to Vegas and got married. But again, oh. I did not fact check this, so no one get mad at me. Okay, perfect. <laughs> but they did a cover of Cruel Summer, and it just was really, really good. I don't know. I, I have been watching on repeat on TikTok. Really? It's been all over my TikTok for you page. Um, so you should watch it. Okay, well, I will. I will. Mm -hmm. It's a proper music video? No. I mean, it's like a live performance. Oh, okay. Did you ever watch Making the Video? No. What is that?
0: Oh, my gosh. Um, On MTV? MTV.
1: Mm Mm-mm.
0: Oh, really? Okay. I'm a lot older, huh? I'm
1: a bit younger than you.
0: Wow. I used to love making the videos, and now I'm like, I can't imagine myself sitting through like a full music video, to be honest. Can you imagine yourself sitting through a five-minute music video? Yeah. Yeah? When have you watched a music
1: video? <laughs> yeah. What, you haven't watched a music video recently? No. What was the, How often do you watch music videos? I mean, I guess quite often. What was the last music video you've seen? Mm, that's a good question. G Flip. Cruel Summer. Okay, no, was- I would say, honestly, I think I watched one of Taylor Swift's recently. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. But I do watch music videos. I'm- if a new song, like... Really? someone comes out like and there's a music video, I'll watch it. No.
0: No, I do not. Oh, my
1: God. You didn't watch Justin Bieber's music video with, like, um...
0: The creepy one?
1: No. It was not creepy. He was on the tractor.
0: No, the last one I can think of his that I watched was Yummy. What? That was the last one you watched? Yeah. No, no dude. I think I've watched... Like, I honestly don't think I've seen a music video since, like, J-Lo's Waiting for Tonight and... Christina Angular is toxic. Like it's literally okay, well, been that long. Excuse me. Wait, it toxic. Britney's toxic. Christina Aguilar is I'm dirty.
1: Those were great music videos. I know they but were also, amazing. Also, I have to make a public apology. Yeah, it was Sis's music video. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and Justin Bieber was in it. But that just shows I am a believer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, no, it was. I am. I actually. Everyone, I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. That was really fucked up. It's SZA's music video for Snooze. I was like, why well, can't remember the name of the song? Because it wasn't his fucking song. Oh, he was just in Fuck it. Fuck that. Fuck men. <laughs> SZA. Go off girl. Girl power. Girl power. <laughs> um, wait, well, I'm going to have to watch it now. Yeah, you should. It's very hot. Okay. She's hot. He's hot. Everyone's hot.
0: Actually, the last time, and I don't want the beehive coming for me, but the last time I really remember trying to watch music videos is when Beyonce came out with all of hers for what was Lemonade? The, yeah. I just could not get through them. I was like, Do I. Do you wanna
1: say this publicly?
0: Yes, I, I'm, I'm just gonna own it. Okay, I know other people feel the same.
1: The baseball bat one?
0: I did like that part. Ooh. I did like that part. I
1: like that one. It was just too
0: long, you know? I, I think I it's it. just my attention span. Fair. But I'll check this one out since it's just TikTok. I feel like it feels bite-sized.
1: It's bite-sized. Yeah, it is. You perfect. can watch it without even leaving the app. Okay, let's get into today's interview. We have on Abby. She is the founder of Abode and in New York, which is arguably the coolest home decor store ever. Um, she did the embroidery of our gift bags for our Friendsgiving dinner. Um, we also had little coasters on the table, like little olive coasters. She just is cool. And she knows the trends before their trends. And she is also an incredible businesswoman. And if you have thought about starting a business or wanting to start something, you're really going to want to listen to her story because we get into like the nitty gritty of like, she was starting off in her apartment, hand-delivering things, like, and it was, her Her story just really inspired me.
0: I'm so inspired by her. I love how entrepreneurial she is. I love how she knows how to just go for it, how to start things before waiting for perfection, mm-hmm. and also how to pivot. And I think that's what makes a great business person, and I think you guys are going to love this episode.
1: Welcome, Abby, to the podcast. Abby, welcome to the Confident Collective Podcast.
2: (gasps) Thank you for having me. We're We're so so excited. I'm so excited. This has
1: been a while in the making. Yeah. Because we met when I first, like, moved to New York. Yeah. And we got lunch, Mm -hmm. and I was like, um you're so cool (laughs) yeah
0: she did she was like you know who we need to hang out with and i already knew you and was following you and i was like wait
2: i love her stuff oh my god that's so nice Mm -hmm. and so sweet well i mean i feel the same way about you guys i came to your live show before we actually had met in person and i feel like from then you guys are exactly who you come off in that which i think is so like refreshing and like a great energy to be around
0: Oh, well, thank you. Well, of I feel course. like since we've only really been social media friends and then started working together for the Confident Collective mm-hmm. Friendsgiving, I feel like I am just excited to get to know you better. So should we start from the beginning? Yeah. I feel like we need to know all the details.
2: Like, okay. first of all, where
0: are you from? Tell us yes. a little bit about your
2: upbringing. Yeah. So I'm from um, outside of Boston, a suburb. Um I like grew up in one called Marblehead. I moved to Swampscott, like switched schools in eighth grade, and my family still lives there. spent a lot of time there, and then I went to Ohio State for undergrad, and that was amazing. And I always knew I wanted to be in fashion and business and things like that. And I knew I would always end up in New York, so Ohio mm-hmm. State was so fun to get that like stereotypical college experience for sure, because in the I Midwest. knew, yeah, I was. New to the Midwest. Like I I went, ended up at Ohio State and everyone was like, Ohio, like that's so weird and random. It's isn't it just cornfields. And I was like, no, it's actually great. And so such a cute like college town. And I always knew and wanted to have my own business too. And a lot of people in my family are entrepreneurs too, which oh, is really funny. So like growing up, I would always have a new Instagram account for like a new business idea. I wanted to sell headbands after seeing. Blair Waldorf and Gossip Girl and just like so many wow. things like that. Oh my gosh, I yeah. love that. Wait,
1: so you were always like kind of business-minded? Yeah. Like how old were you when you were like, oh, I have this business idea. Like I wanted your first Oh my sign. God.
2: I mean, probably like high school. Like I don't think okay. I actually was like going out and like pounding the pavement mm-hmm. being like, I'm going to start this. But it was always like in the back of my head of like, mm-hmm. oh, what are I fun ideas and yeah. fun things that I could do?
0: I love that you came from an entrepreneurial household because I do think that is... I, I think a lot of people are taught to, like, chase a stable career. And being an entrepreneur is not that. Yeah. Um, so I love that you grew up in that environment.
2: Yeah. I think that it just really made it seem like it was, you know, was possible. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't something to be scared of. It was, like, if that's what I decided I wanted to do, like, I could easily do it.
0: So you left Ohio. Yeah. Did you study fashion and merchandising? Or did I you study- studied
2: fashion and business and, like, communications. Okay. And then I— Was like in the business school and I was just like, I'm not going to work in finance. I'm not going to work in accounting. So why am I wasting all this time taking like calculus classes and all of this? So I switched to communications. Mm-hmm. And then I was still in, I was in a business fraternity. So I was super involved with all the business stuff on campus. And that like I was the girl that would show up to like the business casual and the business professional meetings with like a feather top on and like I love that. healed cooties. <laughs> <Iconic. laughs> so I would ever be like, um <laughs> <laughs> What is she doing Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <literally. laughs> Um, And so I I graduated from Ohio State and moved to New York, like, two weeks after graduation, I think. And um, I was working in sales at a swimwear company just to, like, just to get a job. Yeah. And I was doing that for a bit. I, like, lived in Hell's Kitchen for, like, the first, like, two months I lived in New York. And I remember I sublet and I was like, Hell's Kitchen, like, this is Midtown. Like, what's this like? What is she trying to, like— Pull the wool over my eyes to tell me Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> like, what is this? Oh my God. And then I moved down to Tribeca, and I ended up working at Condé Nast for a while, mm-hmm. um, doing returns um, for, like, all the magazines there, all the publications. Oh, and my then, God. That's kind of a crazy job. Yeah, it was Insane. Like, it was the worst three months of my life. Wait, does that mean,
0: like, returning everything from the photo shoots to different studios
2: or— Yeah. Damn. That is actually my worst nightmare. No offense. No, it was—it was was as horrible as you think it would be. Like, I—all we would do all day was a piece of clothing would come in. On or on racks, and we would take it. We would hang it up. We would write on a whiteboard like the designer, the publication, and like the date and the time. We would take a photo on a digital camera, and then we would pack it up in a garment bag and put it on a rack. And that was all I did all day long. Okay. Wow,
0: <laughs> that is not as bad as I thought because I thought you had to physically go do all the returns oh. too. That would be worse. Yeah.
2: Like, like, I honestly would it though because at least you're like out, out and about, about and experience the city. Like I yeah. was like trapped in this like this like office space and the um, messenger center was on oh, the no. other side, which were they were all great guys. But it was just like, when you think of like a glamorous magazine job, you're like, it. Ain't this, it. This, this was not it. it, ain't it. Yeah. I had a crazy boss, like the whole the whole nine yards of that. Wow.
0: Okay. So how'd you go from there to launching your
2: own brand and store? Yeah. So I um, was there and then I ended up stopping working there and I worked at a PR firm and there I kind of learned like events and dry floral and I was doing that. And then I started grad school at Parsons and I got my master's in fashion studies because mm-hmm. I always was like, do I hate working or do I hate what I'm doing? Which I feel yeah. like is like a common yes. So common. feeling. I feel
1: like people are like, what the hell am I even doing so going back to school did that help you find like you were like oh I actually don't hate working I just hate the
2: job I think it just gave me the freedom to kind of explore what I was interested in Mm -hmm. and that's when I kind of came up with this original idea to make dry floral arrangements because I had a little bit more free time because I was in school Mm -hmm. and then I decided to sell those and that was kind of like the domino effect to where we are today
0: Okay, question. How do you start to sell it? And like, where do you start to do that? Because I feel like that is where people really have hangups. And even us, honestly, we're Mm -hmm. like, okay, we have these online brands, but I feel like it's very easy to feel like, Who's going to buy my stuff? How's anyone going to find me? And you almost feel like you have to get to, like, a bigger and bigger scale to start selling something. Yeah,
2: definitely. I started off by posting in Facebook groups, actually, which I feel mm-hmm. like they're a little bit less of a thing now than they were in— yeah, what, what year was, it? was this? This was, um, 20, this was the beginning of 2020, like, oh, like wow. January, February 2020. Okay. And I feel like that was kind of when Facebook groups were, like, kind of, like, peaking with, yeah. like— A couple, an influencer, she started one um, and that was the ones I was in and I was posting in those. And then once I started getting messages, I immediately just made an Instagram account and then started posting there. And then it was like, I was just kind of riding on like, I was like a first person to get into the like dry floral vintage homeware trend that took off during Mm -hmm. COVID. So Mm -hmm. I stopped during COVID because like, you know, everyone just didn't know what they were doing with themselves and picked it up. About three, four months later in that summer. Um, and so, what
1: can I ask, like, a kind yeah. of nitty, nitty gritty question? Yeah. So, like, you're posting these Facebook groups and you're like, hey, I have these dry floor yeah. floors. Like, does any if you want to buy any? Like, let me know. Yeah. Well, how many, like, were you selling in like a week?
2: Not that many. Like, okay. I think I maybe started off and I was getting like maybe like five a week, yeah. which is like, I guess it was kind of a lot given yeah. I had just started but right. I think it was just like posting on social media is really the best way to do it mm-hmm. when you don't have money to spend on ads and right you know like I it's definitely like you get in your head about where to sell how to start but I think the biggest thing is literally just starting doing it like mm-hmm. just just doing it like who cares what happens yeah so how long were you selling the dried florals for I sold dry florals just doing that for about, I would say, a year and a half of, like, doing it from home while I was in school, while it was COVID. Okay. That was kind of, like, all of June, or that was all of January 2020 until May of 2021. Okay. So that whole time, I was just finishing up grad school, selling these dry floral arrangements, I ended up sourcing vintage home decor and kind of like combined all of it. Mm -hmm. And then when I was finishing up school, I was like, what am I – Gonna do now, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you just kept all the stuff in your apartment. Yeah, and, like after school, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, "Gotta
1: pack these." Literally, okay. and I would
2: in the beginning, I did like free delivery with purchase. So I would like go around the city with like bags and like go up to people's offices and apartments and be like, "Hi, <laughs> like, here you go." Wow. And people to this day still like our customers of mine too, which That's is crazy. Awesome.
1: Wow. I love hearing that because I think it's, like, so overwhelming if you, like, want to start a business, right, or yeah. something. Like, mm-hmm. to hear that you were literally like doing it in your apartment and walking them around yeah. the city and yeah. hand-delivering them is kind of nuts.
2: <laughs> and also, I don't know if you're familiar with the brand Sakara, but they yeah. that's how they started, too, is their founders oh. would deliver the meals, like, on bikes to people. That's like Annie not
0: Lawless, that. too, who started Suja Juice. She delivered everything herself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's
2: just like I really genuinely think the hardest part is just starting because once you're in it and it's working in any capacity, like if it's meant to be, you're just going to do everything, and whatever it takes. You're just going to keep figuring it out, being the delivery person or Mm -hmm. whatever you need to be. Right. And I also think it's important because I think a lot of times people feel like They almost, like, kind of have an
0: ego or, like, to be successful. Mm -hmm. They don't want to have to be the delivery person. They're the designer. They're the business person. It's like, no, you have to be willing to do every
2: job. Yeah. (laughs) You have to do everything. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So then how—that was in— 2021. Yeah, that
2: was 2020 through like the summer, essentially spring, summer of 2021. So mm-hmm. like a year and a half. I essentially, I feel like it's honestly easy to think about it in terms of like semesters in yeah. school. So I started, COVID started basically the beginning of second semester. I had three weeks of class, four weeks of class. Then it was remote for the rest of my time there. Oh my yeah. So basically second semester of the first year, the entire following year was me doing this little side business while I was in school. And then May came around and I was graduating and it was just like, what am I going to do now? And is that when you were like, I'm opening the coolest store that <laughs> New York has ever seen? <laughs> well, so I actually had gone into a couple, a couple other young women had started stores around that time because everyone was just capitalizing on being able to break into the New Because the rent was cheaper? Yes. Uh, which was like. That's interesting. Yeah, which yeah. was, it's like, it's extremely hard to get into that. So I think a lot of other, a few other young women were doing it and I saw them do it and went into one of their stores and they were so sweet and I was just like. If they can do it, I can do Wait, it. But who was it? Can we know? Yeah. It was funny. Pretty nice. Oh, I don't know that Yeah. It's a really great vintage store, um, N- Natalia. She has a location on University Place in, mm-hmm. in Soho on McDougal, which is her original location. Oh, cool. And I went in there and I was just like saw her doing it. And I was just like, if she can do this, I can do it. And I loved – you know, the stuff we kind of sell is, like, homewares, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't feel like there was a store similar in Manhattan and a mm-hmm. lot in Brooklyn. But, like, I loved this stuff and I wasn't going to Brooklyn every weekend. So I felt like there was a real, like, need for it. Mm-hmm. And then so you just did it. Yeah. I I literally just – figured out I got the that was in March I want to say I figured everything out in April what and then I like, opened in May
1: what were like some of the things you had to figure out <laughs> like okay you're like I want to open a store like walk us through a little bit more of like yeah. the nitty-gritty
2: so I had to find a space mm-hmm. so okay. that was definitely the hard part I was walking around and like calling phone numbers on the glass of like shutdown yeah. store yeah. fronts and being like hi like what's like can I rent from here And so I kind of got that process started first and then I had saved up a lot of money from doing this the last year and a half. I had never spent any of it. So that was like basically I was able to get started because it was so inexpensive. I mean it was expensive but for the market like you have to sign five to ten year leases with like a five to six month security deposit up front then you're was getting not the locked case. into,
0: like, lower rent prices. So, so
2: that was that's normally how you get started. Oh, okay. But during this time, I was able to sign a two-month lease directly with a landlord with a one-month security deposit. Oh, wow. wow. So, like, I was able to get it for, like, a fraction of what you normally could and what you can do now. Like, that does not exist anymore. Like, it was really just, like, such a unique time. Mm-hmm. Like, a perfect combination of, like, when preparation meets luck and, yeah. like, everything kind of coming together. But also during that time, I feel like people are so scared to take that risk. Yeah, because it's like wait
0: I need to hold on to all my money I can't take any risks yeah. like who knows what's going on with the world yeah. like, that was a scary time for yeah, people Totally, yeah. and I feel like totally. a lot of people saw that opportunity but were too scared to take advantage of it yeah
2: definitely I think that I just was like I was really lucky too that I was finishing up school I wasn't leaving a full time job with benefits to just mm-hmm. like try this out it was just like I'm finishing school you know I just was out of the workforce essentially for two years and fashion is so experience based and working your way up and that I'd missed out on that mm-hmm. and I was just like I'll just try it and nothing then, to lose I have nothing to lose the worst thing I lose is like whatever this month rent is that I'm paying for only two months right and then like I'll just go get a job so how long from when you sign the lease to like when you were open opened your doors I figured out the lease and signed that I want to say like end of April early May and open like a week or two after that oh my gosh
1: <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> what okay so you no. were just like work. this is the
0: epitome of like launch fast figure everything else. Oh, 100%. out later
2: if you think you're mm. i like this i think it's more of like a tech saying but it's like if you're what you're working on is ready then it's like too late like right. you should have launched it like three versions ago
0: yeah i love that i, like I just that. got chills no i think that's so true we wait it's wait, so wait, true. wait wait okay so true and then how do you get your customers like how
2: you're like, hello everyone, Abby's here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I only had like three thousand followers at the time, so it wasn't really like I had much of a presence. So <laughs> I remember I went and DM'd every single person that I knew that lived in New York. Like even if I never talked to them, I don't. They were from like high school or whatever. I messaged every single person I knew, and I was like, hi, I'm opening a store. Like this is the grand opening. If you want to come, oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> no, I am like getting so inspired by Thanks. you. No, I'm Me too. Like, Thank you. no, I'm literally no, I.
0: Okay. Next event we have, or party we have, I'm literally inviting everyone I went to high school with. <laughs> everyone went yes. to high school with. So you have the like right 100%. You would love that. Yeah. yeah. Oh Team my man. gosh. I reached out <laughs> to everyone. Sounds so simple. Yeah.
2: And I, I was in a really good location. So that mm. helps mm-hmm. with foot traffic. And since I was doing, at the time, I was doing all vintage. So it was really like I just went out and sourced and bought it all and, like, mm-hmm. you know, went to antique malls and flea markets and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, a traditional, if I was, if you're manufacturing a product, you know, that's a little bit different. There's right. also a great website called FAIR, which offers net 30 and net 60 terms, which is, like, means I can go on and find, like, a candle brand I like, order it, and then they don't charge me for, like, two months after it sells. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So that I was able to get some inventory that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I just like went for it. And every single time someone walked in the store, I would be like, oh, it was, I, I so cl- clearly remember us opening and then people walking in and me, and me being like, we just opened yesterday. And then it's like, we just opened a week ago. And then it's like, right. we just opened a month ago. And then it's like, now it's been three years. And so wow. it's like, I would always be like, do you follow us on Instagram? Like this is yeah. our Instagram, like mm-hmm. send us photos. Like when you get your product in your home. And I think that made <sighs> yes. a pretty big difference Well, too. that
0: definitely makes people feel a part of the community. Yeah,
1: definitely. And I feel like I found you on TikTok and that's like how Mm -hmm. like social media is so huge. And that's how I I came in when I got into my new apartment and came and left with like a whole bag of goodies. I was like, it's just the power of social media is kind of crazy. But how would you say like where most of your customers came
2: from or are coming from now? Now I would say it's still a lot of social media and mm-hmm. word of mouth um, yeah. where we, I still haven't done and invested in any traditional advertising. Like we don't do any sort of ad, like ads or social mm-hmm. ads or anything like that. We honestly, I don't even do like email marketing, which is so bad, but that's like a 2024 resolution. It's like <laughs> really making it like a formalized business and a formalized marketing plan. But i have since moved locations where I signed those daunting five-year leases Mm -hmm. with a three, four-month security deposit, everything, because it was working out. And we just are in one of the best streets in New York City, and that makes a huge difference. Elizabeth and Houston. So, Mm -hmm. right, in Nolita. If you're ever in the area, we're by, like, Cezanne and Mm -hmm. a bunch of great stores. Wait, this is a new move as in, in November, right? This was in November of 2020 two. We moved to this Oh, okay, so it's still the one. Yes. it's still, yeah. You just renovated you, yeah, it recently. You, you, it was before you lived in New York. We yes. were in the old location. Okay, yeah. got it. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait,
1: did you move
0: again? Yeah. Okay. Wait, so you launched with all vintage. Yes. And then how did you decide to keep expanding and kind of create a little bit of your own personal brand as well?
2: Um, I really just was in tune with what people were liking and wanting. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of how I Picked everything for the store and how I curated everything for the store is a mix of what I like what I see trends are I think I really have a knack for just like identifying trends early on like we were doing the cowboy boot stuff mm-hmm. in, the, in, in matchbooks mm-hmm. for like six to eight months before it was like even like right. really that cool it's like just so funny when people come in and they're like oh my god like matchbooks like no way like i collect them and i'm like <laughs> we've had these i start. i open the store with vintage matchbooks in the store for people to buy and like i remember we had this these cowboy boot vases that would sell for like these crazy ones, because they were like the hot item. And now it's like martinis. And I've been doing those now for like almost a year. So Mm -hmm. it's um, really fun to kind of pick up on those things. And then now we've actually kind of fully pivoted and we don't do any vintage anymore at all. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. We cut the vintage and we're focusing on embroidery. Okay.
1: Because you have been
2: like I feel like the embroidery, you are, like, the it girl. Like, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> and like, what made
0: you switch to that? So
2: this is also, like, kind of a funny story because I am, like— I feel like I've been doing a lot of things backwards, which is, I feel like, the same kind of sentiment of just, like, do it and figure it out. Yeah. So I bought an embroidery machine in, um, like, right before 2022, and I— I was 22, I think so. It was like our first fall. So, I think it was like the the after the fall, after the holidays, we had a little bit of money, and I was like, I'm going to buy an embroidery machine. Like, this will be cool and like a fun like complement to homeware. So, I bought the machine, and it sat in the basement of the store for like 6 months. Mm-hmm. I didn't use it. I didn't touch it. They're really expensive. Like over $10,000. Oh, wow. You're, you're like, like, that's an impulse buy <laughs> then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. Like, don't like, look at it. it. I'm like, Man, I could have bought a uh, Chanel bag with that. Yeah. Oh, no, you're investing in yourself and your exactly. business. Exactly. So I bought that embroidery machine. It sat there. You can ex- you can also finance them over like a year so it sounded scary. Okay. But I bought it, wasn't using it. It was sitting there. My family was like, how's that embroidery machine that you bought? And I was like, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Collecting dust. Yeah, literally. And so, then I ended up hiring someone who came in, and she helped get it started, and she trained the first person who trained the next person. Mm-hmm. And then we were we had the machine in our basement, and we were like – I was saying to people like, we do custom embroidery, and they'd be like, okay, yeah. like whatever. No, it wasn't connected with anyone, and this was for about, you know, June to March of last year, so I guess that was like 2023, and – or I guess end of 2022 into 2023 vibes. And then machine needed to get service. So I was like, we'll get it fixed and then we'll bring it upstairs and do a little event. Mm -hmm. And so we did that event in March of 2023 and it went so well that I now have three embroidery machines. We've pivoted the whole business to be focusing on that and read and like redecorate the whole store to make it like a parent because people just responded so well once we brought it upstairs and like put it in their faces and they saw it. Totally. Okay. What was the first thing you were embroidering? Um, I think we st- we started off doing, like, olive, like, martini-themed coasters and stuff, which so is, like, cute. so in right now. That was, like, yeah. the first kind of thing we were doing and then also offering, you know, custom stuff to be done for people. And you can do anything, right? Literally anything. Okay. Like, anything that's, like, fabric, leather, canvas, we can embroider, and then we can turn any logo, design – your pet, your house, like anything. Wait, into question.
0: It. And do people, can they get it done right there or do they leave it there and there's a turnaround so we, time?
2: There is a turnaround time for no feet or we can do it like same day. It's just a little bit extra. Okay. I was just purchasing something, a blanket for a friend's baby shower. Mm-hmm. And
0: I was like, I freaking love this blanket. It's so cute, but it really needs to be embroidered. Yeah. And now looking back, I'm like, I don't even know what the baby's name is going to be. <laughs> so I'm
1: like, what are you going to embroider it with? Right.
0: I don't know, but I was like, you don't have embroidery here? And they're like, no, you can go to the store down, like, the block, but it takes five days. And I was like, I want it now. Yeah, totally. What was I going to put on it? This I don't know. It's so funny. But Something cute. I, but I think it's just so special to have that extra touch.
2: Yeah. And it's really, really connected with people. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it's like, we're not doing, like, your grandma's embroidery with, like, a monogram, like, right. from the cell. Right, you know, right, like, we're right. doing, cool. like— and cool and different things, which is really, really connected with people.
1: And I think you're a good example of just, like, following your passion. You're like, okay, I like vintage home Mm -hmm. decor and not stressing about, like, what is this end goal going to be and just letting your vision and your Mm -hmm. passion evolve over time, For sure, which I think is such an important part of, like, being an entrepreneur.
2: Yeah, I think you really need to, like, lean into what works. Like, right before the embroidery took off, I – the store was not doing as well as it was when we opened. It was kind of like the hype was dying down and it was the economy a year after COVID versus like right after COVID Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. really different. Like people, inflation was going up, like people weren't spending like they were right after COVID and just something wasn't working. And I really had a moment of like, oh my God, I'm going to have to close. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't so dire that I was like, you know, like we weren't making rent, but it was just like something's gonna need to change in the next few weeks, or like this is is gonna not necessarily end well and literally that next week was when this embroidery thing happened, and it's like we this like I had a huge goal for the holidays that I've had since a day opened, and we hit it and wow. i and it was like a really, really special like moment. I was like, if you told me in March, like I wrote myself a note being like. Because I had, like, a friend who did something, like, a friend in the industry who I kind of had, like, a falling out with. I had someone else I worked with that didn't end well. And I was, like, just so, like, felt bad about myself. And I wrote Mm -hmm. a note and I was, like, I'm going to be upset for today. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to let myself feel it. And I'm going to write how I feel. And then I'm going to look back at this soon. And I know I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to be, like, oh, my God, remember that moment. And, like, it really happened which is just, like, crazy.
0: Chills. Wait, you wrote a note to yourself, and, like, where'd you put it?
2: I use a note-taking app called Notion. So Mm. I just wrote in Notion. It's, like, in my private board with, like, the date and, like— I literally wrote the date out and, like, wrote, like, thoughts, I think, and it's just, like, there, and I I didn't look at it for, like, six months. I mean, I knew it was there because I could see the title of it, but I was just, like, I don't want to look at it until, like, I really feel, like, accomplished, but I'm a huge believer in just, like, manifesting and speaking things into Mm -hmm. existence. Like, it makes a huge difference.
0: Okay, so for someone who wants to manifest something and speak it to existence, right, Mm -hmm. what are some tips you can give to them?
2: I think that, you know, you have to just actually say it out loud to everyone you know. Like when I got the idea for the store, I was like going to – I was doing some like dry floral events and I was like, oh, I'm going to open a store. And they were like, oh, where? Like what's the – like where is it going to be? When? I was like, I don't know, but I'm just going to figure it out. (laughs) I was like, it's going to come soon. Like I'll keep you updated and just – being really, really clear. Like, I also love going to psychics. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so into all that stuff. Oh, <laughs>
1: me too. <laughs> to my detriment. Anyway.
2: <laughs> so I think, like, you just really, like, believing it. Like, when I've talked to, um you know, psychics that I've gone to who I've loved what they've said or really believed in what they've been telling me, it's, like, their biggest thought, too, is just you need to just send all the vibes out into the universe mm-hmm. and you can't be unwavering or... You have to be like, you have to just really be strong in your beliefs because, like, if you're sending out mixed signals, like, you're gonna get mixed signals back. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah.
2: That and is so true. I wanted to ask
1: you, like, I feel like, like, you were talking about how you were doing kind of like these trends before they were. Trend like with the cowboy boot and the olives and the embroidery, and now it's like such a huge thing. I feel like I've seen on social media a lot recently, like how we've kind of lost our personalities and lost our personal style. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you have such a good eye for those things and like identifying right these trends. How do you like think people can? I guess I would just love to hear your opinion on this conversation I've been seeing on social media. And like in this world of social media where it's like, you know, the mob wife aesthetic and eclectic Mm -hmm. grandpa and all this. Like, how do people define their personal style and Mm -hmm. find, like, their... uh, Yeah, how do they uh, discover their own style
0: and not just follow
2: what everyone else is doing? I Oh, that's a good question. I think that consuming less Mm -hmm. is a good way to start. Yeah. Because I think it's like if you're constantly you know, jumping on the trends, buying the fur coat that everyone is posting about, you know, like doing all these crazy things. It's like, then it's like, you're not putting yourself in a position to even be able to think because it's just like, almost like, you know, it's being, if you have the coat, you're going to wear it. But if it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, let me take a second, you know, what do I have? And and like, what do I gravitate towards? And what can I do to like rework my wardrobe, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or I think it's, and I also think it's fun to like be in with trends but like with your own spin on it you know Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like starting with just not buying because I think that's something I've tried to do less of is like buying so many clothes and I haven't shopped at Zara in like two years because Mm -hmm. I just try to like Reign it in a little bit. Um, But that's a tough one. I think to find your own style is—I love Pinterest, and, like, I love looking—it's almost like looking at others, but then making your—forming your own opinions on it. Mm -hmm. See, I really
0: struggle with this, especially now. I just bought a new house, and Mm. I'm trying to design it and decorate it. I can't even tell you. I'm, like—I just stopped because I was like, this is very overwhelming for me. I like everything— I like totally. everything, so I feel like it is hard for people to, like, kind of figure out their own aesthetic, and yeah. I think the only way you can do it, honestly, is by taking your time. Yes. Taking your time, like you said, to, like, kind of turn off that extra noise, like, yeah. to put yourself out there, to, like, do the work to see and find what you like. Because even if you go on like retailers and stuff or Pinterest, there's just so many options that you're constantly like inundated with. Like, okay, like do I want a neutral house? Do I want a colorful house? Like, wait a minute, do I want a floral wallpaper? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very easy to love so many different things, but to hone in on what is right for you I think is really challenging.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think it is hard, but I think it's almost like if you can get that that like – it's I feel like it's like a dopamine rush to like – to to identify a new style or to buy something new and I, when I was sourcing for the store mm-hmm. I was basically would go to an antique mall and like buy every single thing in the antique mall that I wanted and it was kind of like yeah. satisfying that urge to like spend and get more things and consume more things so if you can like make a pinterest board of all the different styles you like and then you know sit on it and reflect on it and be like which of these do I really feel like embodies me Mm -hmm. and same with outfits like if you can like make a pinterest board or make like an inspo folder of all this like mob wife aesthetic and then it's like okay I just kind of got that out of my system and what elements can I just take from this that feel like me Mm -hmm. yeah and feel like, the last me be, like, classic.
1: Yeah. Because it is just crazy. There's something, like, all the time. And even, like, just hearing – we're just constantly taking in information. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so interesting with how – people interpret it and like I'm all for I love like experimenting with trends yeah um and having fun with it so I don't think it's about that but I think it's just about yeah exactly what you said finding like your core and how you can like play with these things and not having to feel like you have to like okay yeah get rid of all my literally. little lemon leggings yeah. and bring in the furs yeah like that's silly mm-hmm. um but I think that's such good advice um can you share with us like if you have anything exciting, like, what's next, do you think, for Abode and your business? Ooh, um, A
2: lot of a lot of stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anything I had, you can share.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think we're just, like, really trying to go all, all in with the embroidery and just be, like, a resource online. We're trying to make a new website, which mm-hmm. will make any people who don't live in New York make it a million times easier for them to shop with us. Um, I – already three people that I had on my vision board for this year were work were I mean not gonna wood but we're gonna be working with them oh already gosh. which is in, like in Brilliant. and in the capacity of like ne- nothing I ever imagined would be possible that we would do which is crazy um so some really fun you know brand partners that are coming up. And just I really want to start having our own product. Like I have so many mm-hmm. ideas for like six, sick products that you don't see out there that are customizable, embroidered, um, and doing those at an affordable price as well. And not making, not having to, Was right now we make every single thing in our store in Manhattan. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: right. You know what? I feel like if someone were to be like, hey, Abby, we need a thousand tote bags for this weekend. You're like, that's not possible. I feel like you'd be like... Okay, like oh, you yeah. figure
1: we, out we a would way get to get it, it, it done. Possible. We would get it done. We sure. did our top, our tote look for our event when she was literally didn't I even know. have a store. She did it with like, her apartment <laughs> because they were renovating. I'm like, this bitch would do I anything. Know, that's I'm what like, hey, oh yeah, we will yes, get it done. It's like that Dory. yes attitude. Like I yes. will
2: figure it out. Yeah, I'm yes. really excited. But I think like just you know, it's I try to I need to get better about sharing the journey of like an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I think that's like it's hard to kind of do both because I already feel like I have so much going on, but. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun collaborations and things like that.
0: Amazing. Well, we're so excited to follow along and so proud of you. Thank you. And excited to be, like, part of the process. Thank
2: you. Well, it was so fun working with you guys. Like, I look up to both of you so much and think, like, just the message you send is something that I hope to also, you know, empower people. Like, I don't look like every girl on TikTok with a million followers who just, like, starts a business for fun. So I think it's, like, showing that anyone, you know, no matter – You look like your size, anything like that. You can do whatever you want to accomplish. Well, that means so much to us.
1: And this is just going to continue to grow, and we're so excited for you. And we have a pool party coming up in June, so we'll be hitting yes, you up. Definitely, <laughs> we got to do something cool. Towels, yes. uh, sun yeah, sun hats, beach bags, so beach bags. Yeah, we need. We'll discuss. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, thank you so much for coming on. Of course, thank you for yeah, having yeah. Tell everyone me. where they can follow
2: you, the store, all yeah, that. Yeah. So my Instagram is um, at Abby E Price, and then our abode one is shop abode a b b o d e sometimes people forget and then um same for like all of our our website shopabode.com everything that and then yeah visit us in person if you're in the city on elizabeth street amazing thank you so much abby thank you